Good afternoon, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Skyrim 10 AD. My name's Colin, I am the, the DM of Skyrim 10 AD, and um, I'd like to welcome you to Skyrim, set 10 years after the destruction of Alduin the World Eater at the hands of the Dragonborn. He has... Um, had many adventures and but it's not his tale we're here to tell uh, our story begins with four new adventurers three who are relatively new to Skyrim uh, who joined recently came over the border and uh, actually are new to each other as well and they managed to hook up with a guide from uh from Skyrim to show them around, and um, this is where our story started. They um, entered across the border at between the Cyrodiil and Hammerfell border in Falkreath Hold, uh, ventured into town, met with some of the townsfolk, and managed to pick up a quest or two, uh, killing a spider and uh, killing some Draugr. Uh, it then led them to discover that there was a, maybe a um, a Skyrim, uh, sorry, a Skooma racket going on, and uh, something that is um, abhorrent to one of our characters, apparently. So they uh, set off in search of this Skooma den, and uh, one of our characters um, met an old adversary, uh, adventuring, getting into Helgen Keep. The supposed start of the story of the Dragonborn. Um, while in there, uh, they managed to quickly dispatch um, the bandits in Helgen Keep, occupying the area, and getting down into the lower recesses of it, they found a rather tough bandit chief who managed to fell one of their members, but from some healing spells, managed to be revived. And they have. Uh, saved a young um, Nord uh, by the name of Lineal and escorted this uh, ne'er-do-well back to Falkreath and have uh, ensconced them inside the um, the local prison uh, bound and gagged and naked. Uh, I don't know whether he's all the way naked. I'll leave that to your imaginations, I suppose. Um... Uh, and now they have been tasked, um, or either tasked or blackmailed by Sid Gear, the Jarl of Falkreath, into dispatching the mastermind behind this skooma operation. Um, and we now join them uh, late in the evening in the inn at Falkreath, uh, known as Dead Man's Drink. Um, one of the party members, as um, headed off into the woods to um, deal with something, and we'll see what he wishes to deal with. And the rest of the party is inside uh, the inn. So, I'd like to introduce our party um, now, and we will introduce our party in... Let's see... The order of when they first bought Skyrim. So, not the characters, the players. So, if when did you buy Skyrim? Start playing it. Who was the earliest? Uh, definitely wasn't me. No, not me either. January no. 2012. Okay, so I believe that would... That would be Victor, because that was a year after the game came out, and I believe... No, that was that was just a couple of months after the game. Yeah, two months oh, yeah. after. That's two months after the game. So I bought it two years after the game, and I believe... Um, was it Andrew? You were around about the same, weren't you? Uh, yeah, at least two. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be between... So I, I, I found this community... Because I started playing Skyrim. So Michael had just uploaded like episode four of this show, I think. Yep, same here. Um, so 
we have Victor first. Uh, so, Pat and uh, Ray, do you know roughly when oh, you bought Scarab? Absolutely, at 100% dead last. Guaranteed. Dead last. So, <laughs> then it would be. That was two months before Special Edition came out. Okay, so then it would be. Right. So, you're up first, Victor. Well, my character is named Septimus Vulpin, otherwise known as Mouse. Um, he is a 24-year-old, uh, somewhat brash, occasionally inept um, guide. Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, who um, was born in uh, Cyrodiil, but came to Skyrim fairly young, was raised by an aunt who died when he was around 14, and he's been uh, pretty much on his own uh, ever since, although he has had contact with the Honor Hall orphanage uh, off and on and does uh, give them money to help out young boys and girls who went through similar things to what he went through. Um, he's a bit of a rogue and uh, um, has an amoral streak. Uh, but he knows Skyrim. He knows particularly in uh, the south of Skyrim around uh, um, Falkreath. He knows a lot of people around there. So. Okay, awesome. And next we have Bati. Uh, Bati uh, Gleengrove is a wood elf who is a brash young character, instinctive, uh, doesn't think beforehand, maybe a little bit too eager to hop to adventure, uh, but always seeking the tales of the the dragonborn. Um, her true childhood hero always heard the tales and the lore uh, growing up of um, the stories of the dragonborn and, and the great adventure. So she is a, a bard, a storyteller, a uh, person who wants to convey the message and the word of the dragonborn, but she's here in Skyrim for the first time to discover uh, the story and find as much as she can and, and collect the stories to bring them home and message uh, to to her people and spread the good word of the dragonborn. Awesome. Good and... <laughs> yes, love and friendship. <laughs> As you saw at the bottom of uh, Helgen Keep. <laughs> and uh, so now we moved on to uh, Ray. Uh, my character is Jaquai Chang. He's a monk, a very young monk. He is visiting Skyrim looking for his brother Zarendar. Okay. And next we have Luke. All right, thank you. Uh, this is Pat playing Luke Icewalker, the old, uh, the old, not quite yet gray, but starting to get there man of the group. Uh, Luke is a uh, uh, a, a Nord, uh, big, big uh, picture for those of you who play the game Skyrim. Picture the generic Nord on the first character opening tab, the very first character you see. If uh, that's what he looks like, big, hulking Nordic type. Uh, he is a cleric of Kinnerath or Kine, whichever you prefer. Uh, while he is a Nord, he uh, this is his first time in, in over 30 years of his life. This is the first time he's ever been to Skyrim. He was actually raised in uh, Cyrodiil by uh, Nord parents who fled just across the border as the troubles of the uh, Nord Civil War began. And uh, uh, he uh, spent his adult life in a... Uh, uh, a monastery of devoted to Kinnerath or Kine, and um, just before our adventure started, received a vision from his deity that he needed to go to Skyrim for for reasons to him uh, that are perhaps becoming clear um, as we play through this adventure. And uh, Luke, if uh, if there were a voice from above narrating their their uh, evening in the in the pub, uh, Luke would have very hastened to add to to Colin's introduction that. Uh, we haven't saved our young Nord friend yet. We have some work to do. Okay. Thank you very much. So uh, it's evening now. Um, darkness has fallen. Uh, it, you still hear the pitter-patter, even above uh, the, the noises inside the, the inn. 
and you have just uh, heard a um, uh, a rendition of a new a newly written song uh, by the bard um, Delacorte inside the inn. Um, one of your party, her mouse, has not returned, but um, you everybody was informed uh, he was seen by Jaquai and Botty heading out the uh, the front gates. Um, yes, he, he was sneaking out the front gates where he tripped and fell and then was greeted by the guard <laughs> <laughs> by name. <laughs> At which point he slouched his way the rest of the way out the gate. Yes. So you were all sitting at the one of the further back tables, uh, away from the bar, and probably in the corner opposite the uh, alchemy table. Uh, it is um, Luke and Jaquai Botti and your new friend, Lenil, um, a very large um, but young Nord male um, who seems to be having some issues with a, a disease that uh, other people seem to have um, contracted and not survived. So that has gotten Luke uh, a little on the worrisome side and seems to be the mother hen sort of like fussing over the youngster. So, what would you like to do? Well, Jaquai's had quite a uh, afternoon, so he is going to turn in, rest, and do some meditation. Okay, so uh, you head up, and um, was it uh, you, you head up to the the the, the moment, um and she uh, she looks at you, she goes, you holds up her hand, and she goes, your room is all right, and she goes, just go in there, and uh, your money is no longer good here, um, just. Uh, Head back in and uh, rest yourself. Uh, if there's anything you need, just let me uh, or uh, the young ladies know, and we'll send somebody in with you. Very good, thank you. So, is it uh, is it dark yet? What's uh, what's what's the uh, what's the hour? Yeah, it's it's dark, but it's not particularly late. So you're probably looking around about the sort of like seven p.m., eight p.m. sort of like type of thing. So it is dark out. Uh, it's still raining out, um, but it's not like night night yet. Okay, so um, so in, in sort of out of character terms, uh, I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to make this the you know, the, the the Luke and Laniel show, but but uh, I, I do want to uh, uh, now that we've got gotten shed of our burden of, of Broto and uh, I, I what I and now that, especially now that we have the the mace that that Lud uh, in silvered for us. Uh, I, what I want to do is, um, is is get Laniel off to the corner, maybe take him out behind the inn, um, and and just um, pick, uh, show him show him the mace. Like can 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 he swing a mace? We, we've never we you know we we're so worried about getting Broto here and getting Laniel here in one piece. He's a big strong guy. Does he know what to do with a mace when he has a mace in his hand? So I'll I'll say hey Laniel, and then we'll you know, we'll, we'll step outside and I'll I'll ask him you know do you, do, you, do you know what to do with the business end of this mace? I am. Um, I mean, yeah. It's, um, I can. I can use it, but it's. It's not what. But what I like. What I prefer is. Is one of those, and he points to your steel warhammer, and he goes. He goes. Anarchy showed me, all the, the the, the weapons, and and then, Balaman made me, one just before we leave, and he said it was, is a, it's a graduation. Grad, uh, a graduation present, and uh, he gave me a, a an old, but a, he modified a warhammer. Uh, but when we woke up in the cage, it was gone, and so was Aniki's scimitars. Um, but yeah, you go. I can I can use that, but yeah, I much prefer my mace because uh, my my warhammer. Cause, Crush everything with that. So I'll I'll, I'll give him my uh, I'll, I'll let him borrow my mace my warhammer and I'll let I'll ask him to swing the mace and does it really seem like he really knows what he's doing with the warhammer? Is that is that is is he really uh, is he is he tell is he really true uh, correct that he he knows how uh, to swing a warhammer? Sorry, which did you lend him? I, I well I, I ask him to take a couple of swings with both. We'll go find one of the practice dummies or 
will step outside the gate and find a law. I ask him just to swing them both so I can see how his form is with the maze versus the Warhammer. My Warhammer. I'll let him borrow it just for a couple of swings. Yeah, he, he picks up. I mean, you can do all this in the inn, um, so you don't have to go say But he does uh, pick up the Warhammer, and he's like, mm, you got, it's, it's really small, too light. It's too small. Um, and he goes... Um, he goes. I, Shield Sander is, is big and hefty, and it's just the, got the right size of, of handle that gets me. Real business end, and so like Balaman said, that's what I should have. I should have big, haft. Like he looks at you and yeah, and yeah I, I, right I, I know, I, I know, I do encourage him. Yes, yeah. uh, and he goes and that's it. And but yeah, he does. He picks it up the 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 warhammer and he sort of like you know he holds it up, and uh, he definitely the way he holds it and sort of like you know, he he just gets really annoyed because literally his giant shovels of hands just like surround the whole bottom half of it, and he can sort of like you know it goes in between the first and second knuckle, and it, his fingers surround it completely. So. He says, "Oh, it's not as as meaty as that." And he goes, "But um, then he sort of like swings the mace, and he goes, yeah. so he goes the same thing." But um, Aniki says it's not good to swap weapons all the time. It's best to stick with one weapon most of the time because um, you get a feeling for it, and you get better and better and better the more you use it. I think Aniki's. I think Aniki's right. Well, tell you what. We only have the one Warhammer. I'm going to keep this one. You use the mace, and we will try to find a Warhammer for you. But use the mace for now. You know how to You know how to defend yourself. We've gotten rid of Brodo. We're going to go look for Anarchy starting in the morning. We're in this together, and you're going to have this You're going to have this, this mace to defend yourself. And, and I give him the silvered mace that we got uh, from Lod last night. Are you, are you really sure I can have this? I mean, I have to work for Bannerman for uh, ages and then I, I got the, the Warhammer and you sure I'm allowed to have it? Yes, it, this is my this is my mace. It was given to me by my mentor, my teacher at my before I came on this and I think this is exactly why I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help Anarchy. I'm here to help the people of Skyrim put behind this terrible skooma scourge and you having this hammer is going to you having this mace is going to help us fight what's going on so this is yours and you're going to use it and you're going to help us save your aniki he picks up the mace and sort of holds it up sort of like you know and shakes his hands with it and gives you a firm nod and you give him the little belt that's got the hold all on it so it can sort of like strap in and strap on the uh, the handle, so it's hanging down to the side and things like that. So, so, so I won't I won't I won't belabor it. But as we're as we're from from here out, imagine we're on the Millennium Falcon, and he's Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber and the little droid robot like shooting him in the ass with the laser. So that's you know, that's 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 Lindio with the mace. I'm trying to show him how to be good with a mace. You know, he could probably use it with two fingers, but uh, that's what we're going to do during our breaks as we're traveling over the next few days. And he can he can uh, handle it as well. And uh, Butty, uh, what are you up to? I'm just hanging out in the corner. I was I was working on writing something. Okay. Well. Uh, you there and you're, you guys are sitting around chatting and talking and you're watching them swing and sort of like, you know, getting them to have a, a few light swings at your shield. Nothing too dangerous. And um, um, while this is going on, um, Mouse, um, what would you like to do? Uh, you're muted, by the way, Mouse. Trying to, sorry, trying to get my cursor back over where it belonged. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find it there for a second. Uh, well, uh, Mouse is just uh, doing his thing in the, in the woods. Uh, so uh, he'll be back in the morning. Always. And that's all he has to say about that. Okay. So give me one second. 
So towards the evening, you have a, a few more drinks, and then it gets later on, and then you all um, head to bed. Um, the room uh, for your services to the city up to now uh, has afforded you uh, free room and board, so all your drinks and your um, and your meals are comped, and um, you go inside, have some rest, and uh, wake up uh, fully refreshed. All spells returned, and um, all your hit points and everything like that is back. If any of them were down, I don't think so. Uh, but it's now bright and early, probably about you're all early risers, really. So it's probably about seven o'clock in the morning, and you hear the um, pitter patter of rain is still falling, as it is for Kreeth, um coming from outside, and uh. Volga is there waiting to see if you want any uh, breakfast or anything like that. And Mouse has slipped in quietly at around 6 a.m., so he's sitting at one of the tables, uh, warming himself near near the pit fire. Okay. So, what would you like to do? Good morning, fellows. Did you sleep well? Good morning, Mouse. Would you like to join me in some uh, fish for breakfast? I'd love to. Thank you. Thank you. Lenino gets up and sort of like, and he's uh, looking around and he's sort of like very slowly reaching his hand out for this giant loaf that's on the counter and he's staring right at Valga and just keeps his hand moving to see what she says. And then he grabs hold of the uh, half the loaf disappears underneath his hand <laughs> <laughs> and he picks it up and then brings it closer and she doesn't say anything to him she just keeps watching him sort of like you know with this half sort of like smirk and smiles sort over of like see what he does and he just puts half of it into his mouth and then walks towards the table where you and um well, where mouse and uh, Jaquai are mouse looks up at Valga and smiles and Shakes his head and looks looks back over towards Laniel. Pats him on the shoulder. Says, "Good morning." Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Next half of the loaf is gone. <laughs> Where's Luke? Oh, uh, no, Luke is always. I didn't. Yeah, Luke is always an early riser. He's he's probably coming in from some morning calisthenics and you know very very old-fashioned calisthenics you know he's out there doing uh, jumping jacks and toe touches and nordic things yeah 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 that's right he's yeah he's he's a uh, uh, make you know making sure Neil didn't sleep in doesn't get the habit of uh, of uh of, of sleeping in that sort of thing so yeah he'll come in and have some you know something something tasteless and, and gray something appropriately nordic for his breakfast <laughs> And yeah, somebody yeah, better yeah. go rouse body because she's liable yeah, she's to sleep so in. <laughs> Laniel, I would offer you some fish too, except that uh, I don't have a whale. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's got a mouthful of bread and he goes, What a whale! Sure, Laniel, sure. <laughs> Uh, too funny. He's sort of like, you know, he just looks slightly confused. Um, so, a buddy? Yes. Is you up? I roll out rubbing my eyes. What have I missed? Oh, not much. Not, not, not much. Not much. Um... That gray stuff looks terrible. Does anybody else have food? Here, have some of my fish, buddy. <laughs> I, I ate last night. I'm not that hungry here. Fish. Have some of my fish. All right. Sounds good. So, what are we getting? Do you guys uh, remember from uh, yesterday? Sorry to cut you off there. Um, that the um, the Jarl uh, Sidgir has um, afforded you. He's basically, he said that Fulgrith is open to you, uh, saying that anything that you needed, that you think that you needed, um, would probably be on the city to help you out. 
Um, he has also said that you have um, the use of some draft horses that they took over the care of after the Imperial Army uh, left uh, the province. Uh, you have been given a horse each, uh, five horses in total, wow. uh, to take um, at your disposal. Uh, if you complete his mission and keep true to your word that if anyone asks, um, it was his idea um, to hire you all uh, and to go over to get rid of this, because uh, um, he's uh, get rid of this scourge and get rid, of, shut down the schooner operation because he fears reprisals from um, the um, what's their name from the Queen Bee. Um, the rest of you wouldn't know who that was, but Mouse, you do. Um, that would be. Um, Maven Blackbriar, who is the um, the Jarl of Riften now, and um, he says it would be bad if she found out there was a schooner operation going on in Falkreath, and um, yeah, so you actually don't know why he said that, um, Luke, Barty, and Jaquai, you don't know why he would find that a bad idea. Um, and then he said, um, after you complete this mission, the horses were yours. Um, if you do, and you need to complete it within two weeks, um, and then return for a reward as well. Um, you have a little map, um, a no, little. Uh, so we can go to roll twenty. And you can show that. Um, so as you are looking at this and i presume you're talking about it as you're sitting around breakfast of what you're planning to do for the rest of the day uh mouse uh pulls out the uh the map mm -hmm. and he points out that what you can do is what what you've been doing all the time that he's been leading around is that you can obviously follow the road, come back out of Fall Creek, join onto this road, and head back. Um, but that's not always how, how how Mouse travels. So it is quicker to head this way. But although a lot of this wood here has been chopped down for lumber, some of it is starting to regrow. And you know uh, from experience of taking this little shortcut, uh, Mouse, that sometimes it's fine and you can get from here to there in just over a day instead of the, like, the few days that it'll take to go around by the road. But then sometimes you absentmindedly uh, take a wrong turn, get caught in some scrub brush, and then it turns out that you're in difficult terrain so it halves your movement speed and you have to fight your way through brambles and stuff so it's a bit of a risk depending on how high you roll what would happen and you are on horses but through this terrain here you're not going to be going particularly fast on the horses uh, you just be going at average speed and then if you run into some difficult terrain it could make it ev progress even slower What's what's the uh, multiplier, if anybody, uh, to you know, uh, between horse travel and human foot travel? Uh, actually, within D and D rules, it's, it's actually the same. It is okay. But, I thought so, but I, I... <coughs> excuse me. But um, me and myself, I'm going to add like an extra because they have got an extra ten movement speed over most animals, mm -hmm. uh, over most creatures. Um, so I'm going to like give you an extra sort of like 10 15 percent and sort of like knock off a few hours uh with horse travel wherever you go because they are a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker in skyrim so but we're not going to save a day or anything like that no well so, go go and yeah not by horse um but by cutting off the road then you could probably save that amount of time so mouse would figure it's about three three and a half days to, to half moon mill from falkreath is that does that sound about right to you yeah, uh, and you also know that from um, there is a little yeah. So if from the um, the path, uh, sorry, from the road, uh, there is a little path coming off the road right at the top of the interchange there that leads 
to the tower of where it says here. Yes. Um, uh, but that would take it. Uh, that path would take around about a few hours to half a day uh, to get to go there. That path to get to the tower. But you do know that if you come up beside it, you can come up from behind it instead of going following all the way around the path. But again, you'd be going through a forested area. So depending on your role, that would take a, uh, that path would take around about a few hours. Oh, somebody's YouTube's open. <laughs> Uh, not mine, but I know of. Um, so I'm going to relay most of that information to the group, and uh, uh, we can discuss it. Um, we only have two weeks, so um, seems to me we take the chance to go across the uh, to bushwhack, as it were, um, to front load our two weeks, right? So what 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 are uh, what are our skills on horses? I'm I'm no horse warrior. I can ride a. I, uh, Colin, I say, or at this point, are we have we sort of taken possession of our horses and we're we're able to sort of look at them and see if one's big enough to hold a kneel and sort of sort of take the measure of the horses uh, at this. Yeah, point? Yeah, I mean, if Lanil uh, is just wearing a shirt and a trousers, if there's a horse and. You can ride a horse. You've ridden a horse before. Um, if a, a horse can take you and your armor, then it can it can take Lanil. So, okay. Uh, and these are draft horses. They're work horses. They are used to pulling along heavy carts and stuff like that, filled with armor and swords and things like that. So, they're really strong. They're shorter than what you would normally see. It's a nice stout, and uh, they might be a little bit old, but they'll get you there. And all of you know how animals and stuff like have ridden before it's you don't have to do serious skill checks the only serious skill check you would have is if you're doing something that would normally require an acrobatics check so you're going to do acrobatics with the horse so yeah with 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 that in mind and knowing these are tough fruity skyrim horses and if 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 I, i i will i'll defer to mouse mouse if you feel the the overland route uh, is is uh, if you think your your chances of guiding us through the overland route through the brush are are, are strong, then I agree we should uh, we should take take the uh, well. I know the, the way, route. way. It's just a matter, yeah. you know, how we how we do and and uh, how badly grown. I haven't been through that way in a while, so I don't know if it's if it's more grown up than it was the last time. So uh, you'll you'll also know that it'll be. Um animals more likely to run across animals out in the brush than you would mm-hmm. um going along the road yeah well i'd say right. let's let's uh let's chance it i think we need to get get there as fast as possible so we have as long as we can to get to uh to white run um, and, and and body's shown that that she's able to help us cope with with animals too yes yeah um because we, it's a good week to get to White Run from from where we're going to be, so yeah, we should get yeah. there. As, we should get there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and as uh, um, as Mouse is speaking with uh, Luke in particular about this, he walks around and pulls a a bunch of nightshade out of his pouch and says, "I gathered these last night," and hands them to him. Um, admirable well 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 found okay so what would you like to do you're you're, sorry you're uh, (laughs) heading out into the um um to the city the town um should i say or the village and um you're you're sort of like heading across to the waters is there anything you like to do in town before you head off if you're going to head off you're going to be heading down alongside uh the graveyard and then behind the hall of the dead and then venturing up into um the wooded area uh but before we leave town proper uh i'm going to run over to lud's forge and uh uh give you know give give a blessing to his forge thank him for his uh his his uh in silvering of the of the mace, uh, and and I'll also see if he has a, um, is, if he has an inexpensive uh, you know wooden or iron shield that I could purchase for uh, for lineal. Does he have just a just a basic uh, 
a basic shield because I assume Leneal can swing the mace like a like a toothpick, um, one handed. Um, Log goes. He goes. Oh, you're heading off to. Uh, hey, well, first of all, you come up. He's like, oh, there he is. There's a big fella. And he goes. And uh, he goes. Oh, you're welcome. And he goes. Oh, so you're. You're heading off to take care of that uh, Jarl's business, I take it. That we are. Yeah. That we are. Well, then, I think he, he leans over and sort of like pulls up um, an iron shield that seems to have a little bit of dust on it. It seems to have been have the, there a while. And he goes here. He goes, uh, take that. And he goes, <coughs> if you bring it back, great. If you bust it over some guy's head and break it, that's good enough as well. And he goes, just uh, just take that and sort of like uh, get this deal done with, and uh, make sure you guys take care of yourselves. All right. Give Bless you a slap you. on Bless the shoulder. You. Thank you. And uh, it's uh, it's good. It will go to a good cause, the protection of of a young innocent who who deserves better in his life. So it's it's very well merited. Thank you. Good deal. And, and so I'll, I'll, as I'm doing my little my little uh, training sessions with uh, Laniel, you know, during breaks and stuff, I'll, I'll see if he knows. To, yeah, we don't have to belabor it, you know, now with the with the game time, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll you know, try to teach him how to use the shield or see if he knows how, and that way he'll have a little bit of protection along the road. Yeah. So uh, as you're doing it, you do notice that he he does in fact know how to use uh, a mace and a shield, and um, he, he seems quite competent with him. Um, Excellent. Anything else? Same Rest of me. the party. Nope. Yeah, Jaquai's ready to go. And and, and just you know, just a uh, I, I I listened to the last. We were we were doing a lot of torturing of our ropes and things to keep Broto under control. So I'll make sure we've got uh, you know a, a nice uh, length of rope and our supplies are all kitted out and all that. Just I, I don't think we have to belabor it, but just. We've got basic supplies. We've got a nice fifty-foot length of rope, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I believe Mouse uh, contributed some rope, so he needs his rope back as well. And, and I was going to so ask, do uh, weapons need like maintained? Do I need to go sharpen? Uh, no, there's certain circumstances where um, uh, armor and um, weapons can get degraded. But I would let you know when then certain situations happen. Uh, and magical weapons cannot be damaged unless certain circumstances causes them to be damaged. So uh, even bashing a magic sword against a rock like a thousand times is not going to break it. Uh, only certain situations can break a magical sword. Sweet. So you all guys um, mount up, get on your horses, and uh, the uh, the horse that Laniel gets on does a little unsteady for a moment, but he, <laughs> he, he's not as fast as the rest, and he sort of like, you know, he, he might give a dirty looks to the other horses having such a light load. <laughs> but um, he, he, he does a sort of like trail along behind, and um, he manages to follow you up. So, um, could I get... Um, uh, what's the marching order as you're heading off up into the, the woodland? Well, Mouse will go first because he sort of knows the way at least he has mm -hmm. an idea of the direction it's going to take which is going to favor um just for your information colin yeah uh, he's going to favor as much northwest as possible rather than going north so uh sort of um you know off to 10 o'clock or so from where yeah. the corner of the f is yeah, so he's just going around behind the hole of the dead and heading up that way. Yep. So he can like going to try to hit the road uh, south of where that tower is. Yeah. And Jaquai so, will uh, be up front with Mouse just to help give him uh, some words of encouragement <laughs> and direction. <laughs> uh, 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 so uh, with that, um, Mouse... Can you make a survival check um, with with advantage? Because um, um, Rajaquai is helping you out. Twelve. And, uh, so it's fourteen on survival. Okay. 
And um, could I have um, Jaquai? Can you make a perception check as you're uh, trotting along? Sixteen. Sixteen. So as you're traveling along, the uh, the rain is lets up for a good few hours as you set off in the morning. So you get a nice clear blue sky for a little bit. You, the dark clouds part and you get a nice bright blue sky coming across. But just a, a, along the horizon, you see another set of dark clouds heading your way. So you're not going to get that much of a respite. <coughs> but most of this land as you're traveling through it, you can see this is the area where um, the uh, has been cut down and chopped down for lumber. Um, but as you can see, most of it's starting to grow back. But because the the canopy has been taken away, it's given the uh, all the brambles and everything like that, all the small brush has sort of like given all this extra light. So they're growing with extra vigor the past few years while there's no canopy sort of like, you know, hiding the light on them. So it gets a little bit thick in places. But uh, Mouse and uh, Jaquai working together, uh, especially with their high, at, um, like looking up from down from above the horses, managed to lead you through. And um, you probably get sort of like about an hour away from the road before it starts getting into nightfall. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably might want to uh, look to getting. Um, is it um, getting to. Um, uh, camp down for the night. I, uh, for you know, well, Mouse will know that he's close to the road, um, and uh, um, so he's going to just consult with with everybody and and say, well, you know, we're, the closer to the road we are, the, the safer we are at camp. Uh, how do you feel about uh, traveling when it's dark? Uh, Luke. Uh, how far I, away? I, I'll trust your guidance. Yeah. How far away from the road is the uh, is the tower? Would they be able to see if somebody was keeping watch? Well, if we're if we, we've kept to our course, we're going to come into the road south of the tower, and the tower is is uh, the road is pretty much hidden from the tower at that point. That's okay. I, if I remember correctly, um, and uh, I mean, I'm thinking Jaquai has good night vision. And uh, was that in this game or another game? <laughs> I gotta get them. Some of them mixed up. I had a. I don't think uh, mouse has anything he can use to get uh, through my inventory. I don't think I gained anything that gives me better night vision. Um, but I would say we should try to get as close to the road as possible before it gets too dark uh, for even uh, Jaquai to, to see well. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. So let's go on for another hour. Uh, you do risk a, a point of exhaustion trying to push on through. Well, what time? Uh, for, um, probably you've been traveling for about mm, about nine or ten hours. So let's say you're probably looking around about six or seven. So the sun's about to set. Yeah. So I'll say, well, let's let's travel for for uh, you know till after the after the uh, the twilight has faded to dark. Um, and uh, so that'll be about an hour after sunset. Okay. So, well, you you get to, as I said, an hour, about an hour out from the from the edge of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, before you you start to feel that everybody's tired, especially your horses, especially the horse at the back with Lilial on it, kind <laughs> of getting very very haggard. And okay. If you want to push the edge of the road, then you're risking. Um, everybody getting a point of exhaustion. All right, well, including your horse. Let's just find a good camping spot then. Uh, we'll try to find a good safe spot with perhaps some some rocks to guard guard us on one side and and, uh, 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 and a good flat area. And we will not. I don't think we should build a fire. Okay, guys. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. You- you all get off your horses and start to set up camp. And um, what's it? Um, Mouse, you um, go into your rucksack and sort of like open up your rucksack. Can you make um, 
a dexterity check. Hmm. That would be uh, number, uh, number 12. 12, okay. So give me a second here. Uh, uh, and that's a five. You open your rucksack and as you're looking at it, you just pull the right back. You see this massive swarm of spiders, approximately 19 spiders, just about to lunge right at your face. Uh, but with enough dexterity, you manage to throw your rucksack down on the floor, right in the corner next to a tree. And that's where everybody turns around and sees this swarm of spiders flying out of the bottom of um, uh, of Mouse's backpack. I want everybody to roll initiative, please. <laughs> oh, well, that just sucks. Four. Let's see. Uh, dexterity is initiative modifier? It is, yeah. Oh, sorry. 19 for... Nineteen for me. And seven, sorry. <coughs> Twenty-one for Jaguai. Twenty-three for Body. <laughs> body. And we have Jaguai. And then we have Luke. And then we have Mouse. And then because I rolled a natural one, we have <laughs> A swarm of spiders. <laughs> and don't forget, Laniel Smash. Yeah. Oh, Laniel, thank you. Thank you for reminding me about that. And he got Lanil's him all kitted out, man. He's going to squash some spiders. And that's an eight. What's his modifier? Uh, plus two, so that's ten. So what was yours, Luke? Uh, Nineteen. All right, yeah, so he's just... Behind Luke. So that's his. Okay, and. And a roll for the horses, just in case. He's on the same channel there as well. Right. First up is Botty. Botty, you see. Is uh, everybody's just getting off the horses, and um, you had a little discussion about whether you're going to stop or not, and sort of like you weren't really listening. <laughs> 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 they were rambling on about whether they could sleep, and you were sort of like you know looking off, or looking at the moon, and sort of like thinking about your, your song and everything like that. And, That's what you know, I did. So, yeah, so Mouse gets off his um, <laughs> uh, gets off his horse, and he opens up his pack to have a look to set something else we can have something to eat and then suddenly he throws um, his backpack against just a tree in the corner and you see this swarm of spiders just pour right out of the bottom of the the, the rucksack and started to head towards um, was it uh, the the nearest one that would be um, that would be mouse Um, but (coughs) you're still on your horse and you can see exactly where they are in your first two acts. You see them. So you see the swarm of spiders. What would you like to do? Hey, hey, Colin, sorry. Are, me- mechanically, are, are these going to act as as a, a swarm of things, mm-hmm. or so they're 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 going to behave as a as a single sort of mass? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. yeah. I'm not rolling an initiative for 19 spiders. Yeah, yeah, single. Great. Uh, well, Body would like to grab her sword. She stays high on her horse to try to avoid the ground of the, the spiders. Uh, grabs grabs her. No, let's let's grab the bow in one hand and and start to aim. Uh, but um, in one hand, let's get up. Uh, let's get up some spells here. Let's see what we have. Um, a question of clearance: uh, 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 Would these behave as animals or monsters? Would would uh, animal friendship um, be 
be applicable would, to this thing? It probably would, but you would only be able to... F Technically, as I said, it, it is a swarm. Swarm. But you would only hit... You, you wouldn't be able to um, affect 19 yeah. spiders in it. So you might get one or two to stop. So you'd probably... If you wanted to do animal friendship, you could probably get a couple of them to stop, which would... I would take a couple of hit points off for it, depending on yeah, 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 on your roll. But uh, you uh, wouldn't stop the swarm because it wouldn't affect every single um, spider in the swarm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I grab a torch in one hand, a sword in the other, hop down off the horse, and start swinging. Okay. So you head towards uh, the swarm. And you roll a um, a d20 and roll for attack. Um, do I get any? Let's see. Is it... Yeah, so you roll a d20 and then you add no. dexterity and your um, proficiency bonus for the attack. Three. Um, and then a proficiency of plus two. So a roll of 20. 16. 16. That hits. Nice. Sweet. Dragonborn be blessed. What's next? Buddy, you need to roll damage. Oh, sorry. Um, so roll a d6 and a d for the uh, damage of the sword. And then you, because you're using the ancient Nord sword of cold, right? Uh, yes. So roll a d6 for the damage of the sword and then a d4 for the frost damage. Uh, this. Six was a five, and the four for the frost damage. A one. So as you strike with your swords into the swarm, you see the swarm just sort of like the sorts of like disappear. So you see some chunks of blood and things like that damage the the swarm, but it doesn't do that much damage. Uh, and then you sort of like see a flash of frost. <clears throat> but you remember hearing that uh, these were called frostbite spiders um, when you were in the cave, so it might not do as much damage to them as you thought. So, um, six, so you end up doing only three damage. But the hey. torch does some damage as well, right? The torch does one fire damage. Torch? He said he was, grabbed his torch and was swinging his torch. I don't torch remember is that. Oh, sorry. You did say that, buddy, right? Yeah, I said I grabbed my sword in one hand, a torch in the other, and hopped down and started swinging. Yeah. And um, is there a bonus action you'd like to do? Um... Let's see what would make sense probably try to retreat behind a horse uh, to try <laughs> make sure that uh, I have other people wanting to help with the attack here okay so you do know that if you because you're in melee range with it because you ran up to it to to attack it that if you step away from it now it would get an attack of opportunity against you as you're sort of like trying to flee its melee range okay um so, I mean, obviously, it depends on whether it rolls, whether it's going to get the attack or not. But um, yeah, I don't know what else I would do otherwise. Yeah. So you, you back away. Um, you also have a like because that's your movement, your bonus action as a, a bard. You can inspire somebody else if you so wish. Yes. Yeah, so let's uh, um, inspire Luke because uh, he has a, a one of those big good weapons oh no how about um sorry what's his name not Laniel. 
Lanil, the, yeah. the, our, our new friend. Let's have him go stomp on some uh, spiders. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see the boots go to action. Good call. Yeah. Good. So, what would you like to say to him to uh, give him some uh, encouragement as he's a? Uh, you see him jump off the horse, and he's got his iron shield, and he's pulled out his mace, and he's he's starting to head over to uh, where they are. I say, Lanil, they've stolen your bread. Go get them. Stomp on them. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, oh, I've got to roll check as you step away and you sort of like get other. The horses are sort of like they're used to sort of like you know creatures and things like that and thing and sort of like you know loud clashing noises and swords and sort of like things like that. So they're not really startled. They're a little bit sort of like skittish and starting to move away, but they're not sort of like you know bolting or anything like that. So and that's a five. So no, they <laughs> a couple of spiders leap. To try and sort of like attack you as you sort of like back away, but uh, they they fall short as they're so young and sweet and sort of like fall flat. So <laughs> next up we have uh, Jaquai. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well. Uh... Jaquai learned a valuable lesson the other day, so uh, he is uh, going to uh, go in for a claw attack. Okay. So you step into melee range with the with the swarm. It's just now it's it's engulfed the backpack and it's starting to uh, head down the side of the backpack away from the tree. Um, it seems to me like it's like trying to follow body. And you come up to the side of it and roll for attack. Uh, 14. 14. 14 hits. Ugh. Two. Two. And again, as you fly, uh, two, uh, you should add your um, dexterity uh, modifier to that as well for damage. Oh, shoot. Yep. Six. Six. So you do six damage. And again, as you see, you your claws go in and you go in with the palm as you make a, a quick swipe but um, it's sort of like you see that some of them just bounce up out of the way and land in, in sort of like you know back up on the other side and flip themselves back over you, they're not, you're not doing as much damage to that as you normally would against a good solid target like a like a human uh, a humanoid or a sort of like an undead or something like that so if they're so, in tight enough of a cluster I should be able to hit five of them at a time <laughs> Maybe on a critical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, I still have one hand to go. Okay. To roll for another attack. 17. 17. That hits. And eight. Eight total. So that's. So um, that was your action and then your bonus action to hit with your offhand. Um, you've still probably got about another 20 for movement because you're all clustered together and the, the, the horses were quite close by. So is there anything you'd like to do with the rest of your movement? You've got about 20 foot. How close is the nearest tree? <laughs> um, it would be the one that's right behind the swarm. Swarm it, it do. So how far away is that? Um, what five? Yeah, about five or ten foot. So just behind it. Okay, so I'll go ten foot to the tree and ten foot up. <laughs> there is, and uh, it's already used its reaction to try and swipe out at body as she made away. So yes, you make a clean break. You jump, swing around, and then manage to climb up the tree, and then you're sort of like uh, above it on one of the branches, looking down upon it. And from there I shout, it's yours, Luke. <laughs> Next we have Luke. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to understand our layout here because I have, I have an area effect spell that, that for which it could matter. Uh, what's okay. our what's our positioning? Well, so as you... you um, as everybody else is moving, um, you're probably just getting off the horse now. Um, you saw... Um, 
was it uh, so right at the front would be um, mouse and he's right near the tree and there's a, like there's a, it's a sort of like a, a biggish tree definitely big enough to to hold um, um, a, a very slight kajit and um, he's uh, mouse is probably about 10 foot away from this tree and he's thrown his backpack out and that's where this swarm of spiders has started uh, pouring out of the bag and climbing down um, Botty was off to the left as, as she saw it uh, pretty early she jumped off ran in and attacked and then ran behind uh, Mouse's horse so they're off to the right and Tukwai is ahead of you up the tree and the swarm is probably about 15 foot ahead of you just at the base of a tree okay okay so it sounds like we Okay, so it sounds like we've got sort of enough separation where I think I can do this. So um, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna step towards the swarm. Uh, so just to make sure I'm visioning this right, this is like a bunch of sort of football-sized spiders. Not they're they're not little tiny spiders like you'd like find in real life in your basement. No, no, they're, they're, no, they're, they're giant. Li- they're much smaller. They're than that. They were they were all 19 spiders in in houses. Oh, it's true. They were on your back. So so they are yeah, they are peaceful. All- okay. Okay, okay, all right. So, so I think this works then. So I will step up, sort of position myself. So I've got, uh, I, I'll step up right next to the spiders. I don't care. I, I don't mind exposing myself to spiders. I just want to make sure the party is sort of to my side or behind me. And I'm going to cast Thunder Wave uh, at the swarm. Okay. Go uh, so, uh, so, so Luke, uh, Luke uh, comes in, uh, holds out his, you know, strikes. Uh, I, I envision what I envision the somatic component of Thunder Wave is he just spreads his hands out wide with spreads them out wide, brings them in 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 in, in front of himself, swings them together in front of himself in a, in a giant, giant clap and invokes as his hands meet. He invokes the name of Kine and uh, and speaks a word of power and a tremendous wave of thunder shouts a burst bursts out in a fifteen foot cube uh, from from originating from Luke towards the uh, towards the swarm of spiders. And uh, they take uh, 2d8, which is, uh, oh shit, fuck, I'm going to just go ahead and use my, I'm going to use my channel divinity power and, and maximize that. They will, they will take 16 points of damage and be pushed back 10, 10 feet away. Or if they make a constitution save, half the damage and, and they're not pushed. So either 16 points of damage or 8 points of damage to the, uh, to the critters. Okay, and they're so pushed yeah. 10 feet away if they're damaged, if they fail yeah. or save. Either way, it just destroys the swarm. Uh, you guys watch as um, Luke doesn't even take his warhammer out or anything. He just walks up there. The shield is is sort of like pushed back, so it's now co- it's more like a buckler. It's up on his, his forearm, out of the way while he's traveling, and he just gets off the walls and sort of like positions himself so now Jaquai is up in the tree to the left and he just looks at the swarm and you see this giant clap and as his hands meet you see this blue spark just emanate from the in between the two hands as they meet and then just just force wave just blasts forward and just annihilates the swarm it just bits and chunks of green and, and sort of like you know red goo just splatter all across of like you know kind of like making this skid mark of dead spider corpses <laughs> along the side just to the side of the tree and and, and I, I look at i look at mouse and they say kind is merciful but you young man should take care of your equipment yeah the mouse looks <laughs> goddamn spider eggs <laughs> Check your inventory, boy. <laughs> I was, brilliant. I was looking. Absolutely. I, was so I didn't even write it down. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I was like, <laughs> they've been in town like three times now, and he still hasn't <laughs> brought the spiders in. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, because I never wrote them down in my in my. Uh, <laughs> totally Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Perhaps later we can have some discussion and conversation around uh, reproduction. When, when a mommy spider and a daddy spider love each other very much. The, the, the story of the birds and the spiders. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Wasn't paying that much attention. Um, how long have we been going for? It's probably been a, about yeah, an hour or so. We're about halfway through, so. Uh... Maybe take yes. a quick break. Yeah. 
Yeah. My, 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 my beer is empty, so we need to, need to refill. Yeah, I'm going to get a refill of drink on my own. So um, I'm not sh too sure what's been going on. So thank you guys for joining and thank you for listening in. I'd just like to say that if um, we do have some guys in chat, um, we are doing a special thing that um, every donation of $10 um, to um, CFF today, um, if you wish, that will buy you a ticket, one entry into a raffle to appear as an um, as a character, a special guest star on Skyrim 10 AD at a future date uh, to be named later. Um, and every donation, so just send an email to skyrim10ad at gmail.com saying um, <coughs> Excuse me. Saying how much you donated, um, so that will tell me how many um, times to put you into the raffle. Um, also, state um, what Skyrim race or what Elder Scrolls race you would like to play, and what D and D um, a class you would like to be as well. Uh, or, as I said before, if you want, you can um, put in um, for an NPC. Uh, if there's an NPC running around Skyrim that you uh, that you'd like to play as, as they, um, and you're thinking that the party might run into this uh, NPC, you can play as that NPC as well. And lastly, it was if you make a donation of a hundred dollars or more, that will automatically get you uh, an invitation onto Skyrim 1080 if you wish, and as a legendary creature. Uh, such as one of the companions or one of the wizards at Winterhold. But obviously, um, the interactions between this NPC and the party might be few and far between. But that does get you um, some great insight into some hidden knowledge that the party might need, might be seeking. Can, can we say that this lasts for uh, a little bit longer than just today, since some people may be listening to this? Not today, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the raffle probably about two or three weeks' time. Okay, so it's, it's good for a couple or three weeks. Uh, I... Skyrim 1080 would like to thank Tabletop Audio for the use of their music in this podcast. If you would like to find more music like this, just go to tabletopaudio.com for more information. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this edition of Skyrim 10 AD. Email the show at skyrim10ad at gmail.com. For more information, please visit asapodcasting.com, where you will find a Skyrim Attic podcast, the Fallout feed, and our Amazon link, which benefits the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Find our social media in the show notes. Thanks for listening.